You know, I don't know if you guys have heard the song Model Village yet by Idols, but, uh, yo, that's my joint! Hey, yo, displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure. What's good, friends and family? Neighbors near and far. Welcome to the Yo That's My John podcast. I am your host, Nate Runkle, aka NV Triple I, aka Pablo Paquito, aka Don Diego Deladique, aka Nate 3.0, aka the Scoundrel Prince of North Wales, aka PC Sean, the Prime Cut, aka Dr. Fukenstick, aka DJ DJ, aka the Cultural Chameleon himself. But since I consider us all friends here, You can go ahead and you can just call me Nate. As always, I hope this podcast finds you in good health and in good spirits. I want to welcome you to the premiere episode of the Yo, That's My John podcast, the podcast based on the very popular website, www.yothatsmyjohn.com. And by very popular, I mean maybe two or three people have read it before in the past. I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is our chance to talk to area musicians, artists, actors, performers, comedians, regular Joes like you and me, just anybody about everything they love, about music, about art, about movies, about TVs. What, you like cooking? I want to hear about it. That's right. This is all about the things that you love, what your John is. What is your John? That is all we are obsessed with here, the John. And now, if you are not from the Philadelphia area, I understand that you may not know what a John is, but you do know what a John is. You know what a John is? A John is when you're sitting in your car and the DJ goes, and now here's a throwback from 1998, and uh, Ja Rule comes on, and you go, Yahoo, that's my John! That's what your John is. Our guest today is the very talented Randy Major, frontman of Lost in Paris. We tackle a bunch of topics, including, but not exclusively, how he and I met. We talk about the pandemic and we talk about his history and his upbringing and everything. It's very fascinating, very uh, intricate uh, interview, if I do say so myself. And it is funny that I called it fascinating because upon listening to this interview again, I say the word fascinating way too many times. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a beverage with you and you are listening to this podcast and hopefully you are not driving, uh, whenever you hear me say the phrase um, fascinating or any kind of variant of it, please take a drink and join me um, and let's get wasted before the end of the interview. You know, I used to be the guy that people would ask, who sings that song? Yeah, that was me. I was that guy. I was the guy who would say, oh, that song? Uh, That's Tall Bachman. That song, She's So High. You know, the son of Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive. You know, taking care of business. And then we'd high five. But you don't need that guy anymore. I've been replaced by Google. You Google that now. And then, you know, I was a musician, I would cover these songs, and I'd be up there on stage, and I'd hear you, I'd hear you out there, I'd start playing a song, and you'd go, oh shit, I remember that song, I love that song. But then you were like, eh, 
fuck guitars. I want to DJ. I want to dance. So I start DJing. Then I hit you with Breakfast at Tiffany's early in the night, and I get that moment back where you go, oh my god, I love that song. Who sings that? And I go, actually, it was a band called Deep Blue Something. And then you try to guess it what the something is, and I correct you and try to tell you that something is actually part of the name, quote, Deep Blue Something, end quote. And then we'd laugh. And now uh, you just say, Alexa, play my old shit. And that shit comes on, and you love it, and you don't need me anymore. What is my purpose? My guest today is more than a guest, and I say that not to disparage the future guests of this podcast or to downplay any of their accomplishments, but when I conceived the idea of this podcast, there was no one else I wanted to kick off the shenanigans with. Not only is he an incredibly gifted singer, musician, performer, actor, etc., etc., he is one of my closest friends. You know, fuck that. This dude is my brother, and I am honored to have shared the stage and created art with this gentleman. He is currently the frontman for Lost in Paris, one of the premier cover bands rocking up and down the East Coast. But to me, he will always be the main driving talent behind the world. Infamous impact players. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming our first guest, Randy Major. We're good. We're good. Cool. All right. Yeah, Sixers. So here we are uh, with my buddy, Randy Major. How you doing, sir? Yeah, what's good, man? Oh, (laughs) you look good. (laughs) You look phenomenal, which brings me to my first question. What are we doing with our hair? What is this? (laughs) Oh, man. It's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I like it. it. It's at the point now where it touches my neck. And when I run or when I'm outside, I think somebody's attacking me every single time. Every time I turn around, it's really weird. I don't know. And, uh, when was the uh, when was the last uh, time you cut that? Because I think the last time we saw each other, you had a hawk. I think. Uh, I'm gonna say like, like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you weren't. You had like three gray hairs the last time. That's. That you saw. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably been this beginning of 2018. Okay. Well, it's not, it's not bad. You're here. Letting them rock. It's a lot. It's cool. It's heavy. It's hot. I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. 2020. So, you know, uh, how many people ask to touch it? All all of them, right? Yeah. All of the people. Oh, that would be all. Yeah. 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 All of the above. Yeah. At least some people ask, you know. And oh, just some people just touch. That's courteous of them to ask. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I want to... so uh, soft. What, is, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't... <laughs> um, have you thought about blowing it out? Uh, no, because that's even hotter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know I, if you can tell there's a theme going on right now. I'm in the middle of summer with just pounds of hair on my head. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to make it through, so... That's why I got it up and high and tight now to get it off of my neck. I love it. I love it. Well, I do want to thank you for doing this. You are the first guest. And as I said in the intro, which you did not hear, and I have not recorded yet, but I'm going to, and I have written it, kind of. Um, I don't do everything last minute. But um, you were... (laughs) 
Easy. You were easily, without a doubt, the only person I wanted to kick this off with. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I couldn't think of anybody else who would be in a better position than to um, talk music and talk Johns and talk history, um, which I guess, of course, speaking history brings us to the beginning of this. Like, uh, you, so tell me a little bit about uh, growing up. Uh, I know you currently and for as long as I've known you lived in Westchester. Were you always a uh, Westchester PA guy? Uh, yeah, was born here, you know, been here since the 80s, man. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a fun area to grow up. It's safe-ish. It's, you know, it's less dangerous. It's fun. My peoples live around here and, you know, I'm close to the pike. I'm close to the travels. I'm close to the airport, you know. Yeah. I'm not home much. Well, I'm home much these days, but I'm usually not home. So it's a nice space to come back to. Yeah, so, sure. So, yeah. so, so, like <laughs> so growing up, like, uh, what kind of musical memories do you have as like a child? Like, uh, what was playing in the house? Like, oh my god, man! My, I feel like my crib was different than most people. Like, my parents very religious, so I was growing up with church on Sunday, Bible study on Tuesday, and like prayer night on Friday and then on Saturday mornings it would be gospel music playing all afternoon on you know on the record player man and when that wasn't on it was like you could get a little Stevie you could get a little Isaac Hayes you could get a little Sam Cooke when you got a little secular at the end there you know a lot of Motown and my parents they love the classics man yeah it was yeah. before 64 65 like and it and it had a pop to it that, that was that was their joint now, um, the, uh, they both sing, correct? Am I correct in that? No. <laughs> no, no. My mom can sing, but like my dad is terrible. Really? But he loves to sing. Yeah. He's awful. He's awful. Uh, what, about, to dad. what about instruments, though? Nope. No? No music? Uh, really? No. It's interesting. No. So that's fascinating to me because um, just to catch the people in the audience listening to this up your brother is a classically <laughs> trained musician you yeah. are a trained musician so like did this come from church or did this come like from just that music being in the household what do you think was kind of the birth there i don't know man i mean i'll tell you this i don't know what got my brother into classical music and the violin but since he was like three or four he knew what he wanted to do for the rest of his life, which is huge for him. And, you know, I'm growing up watching my big brother do stuff. So, of course, I want to do it. And yeah. that's where it started for me, just watching my brother make awesome sounds with a violin in his hand, wanting to follow in his footsteps. Did you I don't know what worked on him. <laughs> but, you know. Did you, play any viol Did you play any violin? Yeah, yeah. I, I got away from it because I just wasn't as good as my brother. So, yeah. you know, you listen to me practice in the house and you listen to him practice in the house. <laughs> Eventually, I had to switch it up, man. <laughs> so also in this time as a child, I, um, I, and it, it, it's, it's really weird to do an interview like this with someone who I've known um, almost, I mean, not my whole life, but the, the good parts of my life, I guess, uh, if you can call them good. Um, the parts of us together were good, uh, but, uh, you know, the rest of life, maybe not, who knows. Um, but 
um, you're also an actor. So there is definitely like kind of a performance thing in here. When did, when did the acting bug hit same time or. I'd say it's probably like high school. Yeah. Like middle school, high school, you know, you step on the stage the first time and the crowd roars and you, you do a good job and you fall in love with it. You know, you know, you're a pure performer, man. You know, you know that juice, bro. Uh, yeah, you, I, juice, I, you, know, you got a lot of juice, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so in high school, you're acting. Are you playing music at this time, or um, is is kind of acting just the primary on stage and uh, singing and stuff like that? Like high school, I'm I'm acting. I'm doing all the school plays, you know, all the musicals. And then, like, I had a little garage band with my buddies on the street, and I was also playing in like orchestra as well. Okay, okay. Oh, that's so, right. Like, I was always doing something. So you also had that. Um, when did when did that duop uh, group start with um, Henry oh, and yeah. Kevin and, uh, and Jay? When 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 was that? Uh, that was probably like my senior year, man. Yeah. All right. So tell one tell, too many, bro. <laughs> one too many. That's right. So uh, the, tell, <laughs> tell these tell these folks a little bit about that. How that came about? Oh man, uh, it was a bunch of bored dudes sitting around who all sang in chorus and all like to have an excuse to get out of the house and cause trouble. And, you know, it was like, it was almost like one of those movies where you see dudes sitting around a street corner, like singing back in the day. Like you remember the Rocky scene? Yeah. Yeah. Take it back. It, kind of like that. Like it's like, as that sounds, that's kind of what we were doing. There was like eight or nine of us, which made it one too many. Cause that's, Way too many dudes be sitting around the circle singing, but yeah, you know, <laughs> my buddy's my buddy's uh, mom was in, she's like an acting agent. Shout out to Greer Burleigh, and uh, she heard us. She thought we were good, and she started to book us at like local talent shows, and like we were singing in the mall, and we were doing like Christmas concerts and stuff. It, we recorded a tape, man. <laughs> really? Do you still have this tape? I hope nobody has that tape. Someone's got that tape. Burn it, burn it immediately. I'm talking to you, Steve. Burn <laughs> it. I'm reaching out. <laughs> I'm finding that tape. I'm digitizing it. We're making it. We're making it happen. That's the MP3s. <laughs> that's how we're doing it. No, that's fascinating. So, like, was there any thought of taking that somewhere after getting these booked gigs, or was it just kind of like, hey, this is just something we're doing and it's cool, or? It was just, I, like, it wasn't that serious. Like, we were all just, we're all just really friends. So, you know, if we're going to hang out, we we're going to hang out regardless. But, uh, you know, I think somebody had, had uh, given the agent a contract or something. Really? And, you know, like, you know, what are you, you going to hand a bunch of 18-year-old dudes? It's going to be like a crazy 360 deal that signs away your rights for the next 10 years and stuff. She sure. was like, don't even read this thing. Get get this out of here. But that was probably serious as God. Like yeah. half of us moved away to college at the end of that summer anyway. So, you know. Yeah. So, But it was fun. That That's cool, man. So, so <laughs> then you, you went to college at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. That is where we met. That's right. That's right. So um, it's funny. I literally have my IUP hats like five feet from me right here. Like just a, a little, uh, not display, but they're uh, they're out there proud, you know, represent. Do you have any IUP swag that has like, yo, Indiana Indians, like not a crimson no, 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 like, no. not a no. silver bear, 
like the old school. Like oh. somebody running around with a tuna and like with the headdress. Though that IUB. That was no, our IUB. Not 95. <laughs> 95 i saw that writing on the wall i knew that was uh no 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 actually i think i do have a keychain around here somewhere that still has like the chief but uh yeah yeah, yeah. um how did how did you end up there um was that the only place you were looking at or was that uh uh i applied for iup because my guidance counselor said they didn't require an essay for admission and they did not and they accepted me and it was the cheapest school that accepted me and it was the best decision of my life yeah so it's really funny you say that because it's literally the only school i applied to and um i, <laughs> I and i didn't even plan on going to college like uh, my my uh um my mentor for my career study um told me that i couldn't use the new editing system if I didn't apply to a college. So I applied to IUP because that's where he went. And then that's how I ended up there for, right. for a decade. But, uh, right. but yeah. So, <laughs> so then we meet um, at um, parties at the beast house, which was my um, apartment, I guess is what you would call that. We would have parties and a lot of people in a very tiny space, um, which anymore. Yeah, which anymore um, that many people in that kind of tiny space would um, completely make me freak out uh, <laughs> with, with claustrophobia. But back then I wasn't. So like, I remember seeing you around the parties and stuff like that. Do you remember how we kind of started playing at all? Because I have a memory that you literally signed us up for a show having never played before. And uh, do you, do you remember that the same way or I think, I think that is exactly what happened. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I remember rehearsing with you that night mm -hmm. in like a room because you, you were, we were going to do a song that I hadn't, hadn't heard and you yeah. had just written. Yep. And I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened. And, um, yep. and I, I, I do remember it was um, a wildly inappropriate song, as I was known to write at the time. And um, I believe we performed it uh, at an AIDS benefit. Is that is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about. Yep, that, yeah, that was the yeah. one. That was the and, one. Oh, my God. And some of the guys from One Too Many were there, too. And you guys performed. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's, yes. uh, it's awesome. So like, yeah. uh, um, why, 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 so you signed us up. Um, we had never played before. I had literally just written that song. Um, I guess now what would that have been like 25 years ago, something like that. Right. Is that, is that, uh, right? Uh, that doesn't sound right to me. 20 years Not ago. You're making me 50. I don't know how many okay. years you're going to add to me. Bro. So like 20 years ago, I'm gonna just, say probably like 20. Yeah. Okay, so 20 years ago. So I know this is like going way far back and it's hard to remember yesterday, let alone 20 years ago. But so you sign us up. Uh, uh, we hadn't rehearsed um, ever. We hadn't played together. And uh, uh, I had just written that song. Um, why did you do that? <laughs> because you weren't going to like, you weren't going to do the show. And you were like wishy-washy about doing the show, if you remember that part. I did. didn't want to yeah. do it. We had to get some, you know, we had to get you on the list, had to get you in there. And yeah. I, I like the songs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all making sense to me. I don't I don't know what the problem is. Well, no, it it literally 
it literally was one of the most important things that has ever happened in my life. So like, I'm thanking you for it. It's just so bizarre. Like looking back when I think about it, that like you were just like, all right, well, we've got uh, an act um, that we've never done uh, (laughs) ever. Um, So like at that point, well, we were like, we were like wrestling buddies, right? Like that's, that's, you know, wrestling buddies, party buddies and stuff like that. And then you were like, we were we were actually pretty tight by then. Okay. We weren't, we weren't like it wasn't like grandma house seven days a week. Nate's making bacon, you know. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we was it, we were always we always sit the dinner together at the hall, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The feast house. I I guess I didn't mean that you were a stranger. Pay per view, like yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we were doing football. I think we were doing football Sundays by then too. Yeah. So we, um, even though that was our first time playing together and all that, uh, I seem to remember it probably differently than it was in real life. But I think that like we kind of stole the show. Um, if I remember correctly, um, I think we were the best and I'm just going to say that uh, is a fact and I don't need you to back that up. Um, but I do remember like we got done playing that and I thought to myself like, Oh, this shit works. Like it just works. Like the two of us together. Um, what, was it around that same time that you were kind of thinking the same thing? Like, cause then we like started legitimately like, Oh, we're a thing. We do this. This is what we yeah, do. I mean, it just, it just clicked, man. It just, it just worked. We had that natural chemistry, that rat tat you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, there, was a, there was a certain panache, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all there. It's true. And and I do know from my end that like one of the reasons I had to be drugs kind of screaming into that was not that we didn't get along or anything like that. It was just like I at that time was like, hey, man, I'm like in a band back home. I can't play with other people. That's like it was like this weird kind of like, oh, my God, I'm going to be cheating on Scott back home. If I play with someone else, what will he think? And then like I went home, I think that break and Scott was like, hey, I'm in this band, Stone Jack Ballers, and we're awesome and we're playing it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, I'm in this band. So stuck it, you know, like farts on you, my guy. So like from that point on, um, I just remember like um, that was just the focus. Like we were just playing dumb gigs, opening up for people, a lot of covers. Um, do you remember the, I, I, I sadly could probably reach and grab it right now, but do you remember we got together that one day and we made the master list of songs that both you and I knew so that, we could like unchecked be like oh you know raspberry beret i know raspberry beret write it down like and then there yeah. was like asterisks randy knows asterisks nate knows that list still the one exists. that was in like three different handwritings and all yeah. stumbled again yeah yeah still yeah, have it that one i will i yeah. will I will post it in the notes of this podcast so that everyone can see how ridiculous i am as a hoarder um but no so um so we started doing that. I can't remember exactly what our first like real show was, but it was definitely something at the 10, maybe like IUP unplugged or something like that. Does that sound about right? I feel like that was the second we were doing that thing in the 10. And I don't even think it was an unplugged thing. I think it was just like they gave us an hour or something. Okay. Yeah. 
And that started um, what I still think um, if we had YouTube at that time, which is weird because um, small flex YouTube created by a guy from Indiana University, Pennsylvania, no big deal where we were at. But but, uh, uh, I remember uh, one of our big things that everyone seemed to always love was uh, the pop medley. We would do the pop medley at the end of every set. And like, I, I remember so many people coming up to us like, I can't believe you segued all those songs together. And that is literally the internet. Like we literally were the internet at that time, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So like- Yeah, I mean, we were ahead of our time, man. So- We were trailblazers. We were. We, we uh, were leaders, not followers, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, so stupid. But no, like it was, it was, it was a fascinating time, and uh, and I think you are right. There was one before Unplugged because Unplugged is what we had to audition for, and that was what we wrote our first song together. Um, mm. um, uh, um, uh, would that be I'll Remember Us? That would be I'll Remember Us. Yes, the uh, the brilliant acoustic ballad with key change and all classic Uh, baby classic do you remember um staying up as late well i mean like every single time we recorded we were up late for some stupid reason because we decided to go out and then do it afterwards like exactly yeah it was one reason we yeah it was one reason why we were up late Yeah, yeah exactly exactly um yeah do you remember sitting in the grandma house with the microphone hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> oh, I, 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 one of my favorite memories, and I probably still have a tape somewhere of um, recording the solo and like you didn't have a strap for the classical guitar. <laughs> and I think, mm. it, like, I think at one point it like slid and hit the microphone or something like that. <laughs> Um, what's funny about that, um, is, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've numerous times talked about what kind of hoarder I am and I've been saving this for this moment. Um, if you ever want to record again, (laughs) oh my God, that's it. I still have the microphone and, uh, we glad, I will gladly, uh, find a grandma house somewhere with a Florida room where we can hang this from the ceiling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hanging right above, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think we started recording at 3 a.m. And uh, our good, you know, alcohol breath voices ready to go. Yeah. Oh, we sounded good. The, um, oh, yeah. Oh, we were great. So, like, uh, like I remember that was the first time I, I personally had ever um, written a song with someone. Like, I'd never done that before. I'd never, um, like, you know, I've done stuff where I've collaborated and I've done stuff where, okay, now you jump on and now this, that, and the other thing. But I had never done anything where it was literally like us sitting down, pad and paper, like, all right, well, what about this? Oh, that sounds good. What about this? Like, um, up until that point, what was like your songwriting process yourself? Because um, I think, I'm pretty sure The Freak was already written by that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had so, a freak in the back. Yeah, so was that something you had done before, or was that like a total? Oh, absolutely not, man. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it was so new to me. But at the same time, you know, you and I just work well together. So 
it, I, it, it was probably awkward in a sense that, you know, I didn't want to step on your toes. You didn't want to step on mine, but we didn't really have to worry about that once we got rolling. Yeah. And it was that, like, oh, well, this comes next because that's what's here. And that's, that's what we did. That's exactly how I remember it as well. And it was really funny because, like, I do remember, like, um, like the first few lines. It was like, well, what if I said, what if I said this? What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what if I, <laughs> okay. And then what if I said this? okay yeah like it was it was a really organic experience and it and it literally like what did we write that in like two hours or something like that yeah yeah Maybe not even and Good then fact. we spent the rest of the night trying to record it in a microphone hanging from the ceiling but <laughs> i remember like thinking at one point like well where where are we going to put the funny in like is the third verse going to be about her getting run over by a truck or like yeah. Is the funny part come in? And then it's like, well, no, let's just write a song. Yeah. And we did it. Yeah. And it was really yeah. good. Like, it was really good. <laughs> um, which, is, and it is funny to think back because that was it, right? That was the only serious thing we ever did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> even other things that we did. So, like, you know, after that, we had like um, uh, Smalley's song. Big shout out to to Brett Smalley, who maybe Yo, listens to this. Uh, I, I hope he listens to it. I hope somebody does. I'd be better. I'll tag him in it and make sure that he uh, listens to it. But so we worked on Smalley's song. Um, the Tell me what you remember of that, like how that came about. Because I think Smalley talked to you first about us kind of putting music to something he had written, right? Yeah, Smalley had, had written this, like, this beautiful long poem, you know, about some stuff that had happened to him in his past. And he was, he was looking to have it put to music. And I told him I would talk to you about it. And I think I said something in passing, but I don't think it eventually got to, yo, man, let's really sit down and start to work on this song. You know, I really want to do it smaller, roomy, whatever. Let's make it happen. And procrastination got the best of me. And then once you got involved, the two of us together procrastinated. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like, small was like, are you ever going to do this, man? And, you know, he was hurt. He was upset. Yeah. And, you know, it's eventually we just sat down and hammered it out after a night. Yeah. Uh, a long night. And then weirdly, we recorded a version of that song for Smalley and he entered it into like a radio contest. Right. And it like yeah. won and got airplay in like, that's like the craziest thing in the world. Like that was, so like uh, that was our pinnacle was like this thing that we had procrastinated on. I, I know personally myself, like part of my own procrastination was like taking somebody else's stuff, specifically something that was so important and personal. I was just like, fuck man, I'm the guy who does like dick and fart jokes over here. Like how am I supposed to fucking put like emotion into something that was, but it really turned out something really fascinating and really yeah. uh, amazing. And I was glad we did that. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to ruin my man's poem. Like that's, you know, exactly. Exactly. It was, uh, you know, it's a failure to fly, man. I, I was worried. It was heavy. I was like, I know he's going to hate this. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, speaking of Smalley, so um, I believe, um, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Look, my memory does weird things where like it tries to put things in where it's not supposed to be and stuff like that. But um, we named the band The Impact Players on a trip to Smalley's, wasn't it? Like, I think we were in Smalleyville. Where's, where's Smalleyville? Um, 
Uh, Tioga? Yeah, it sounds yeah. right. Yeah, uh, it yeah, sounds right. Up there. Up in the mountains. Up yeah. in the mountains with nowhere to go and <laughs> four-wheeling everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so... so yeah, so we... I, like, I think you're right. I think we were driving up to... I think we were driving up to see Smalley when we came up with the name. Yeah. So Smalley plays an enormous... Um, uh, uh, as an enormous part in the history of this band. So if he doesn't listen, then I'm going to really be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so that was so that's IUP, and then I left because I burn out. Um, I had been there for so long, and they changed that curriculum, and I was going to have to be there longer. And I was like, nah. And um, but um, right before, <laughs> right before, I mean, you were there a really long time. I was, I was. Um, but right before I left, and I only remember this because it was part of the week that I didn't sleep. We played the Rex Theater in Pittsburgh um, with Negative Vibe Merchant, uh, wherever they are now. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, but we played the Rex Theater and uh, opened that up. We opened like, the Rex Theater in Pittsburgh. Bro. We, we, yeah. we opened the Rex. Which is crazy because like that's a big venue like that's and it was a big venue then and we had six people there. Um, <laughs> Were there six? There was. <laughs> uh, we brought three. Does that include the walk-in? Does that include the walk-in? I, I was. I was. Oh, okay, I, okay, okay, okay. I was yeah, just yeah. going to say we brought in three and then three more people showed up, saw that no one was there and immediately left. <laughs> um but we recorded that that we got a soundboard recording of that and i remember like i took that everywhere with me when i would run into anybody i'd be like hey man i made you a copy of the cd check out our stuff this is the impact player <laughs> um do you like what kind of memories do you have from that night like live at the rex oh yeah. my god who called Small. Who's the phone call? Small. Smalley. Smalley. <laughs> Again in this story. Oh my gosh. He's like a third member, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have I have memories of that night. I remember getting to the show poorly. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember Pittsburgh directions getting the best of us. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. I remember uh, Ryan having girl trouble. Yeah. That's not saying much. Uh, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. 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 That probably happened. Yeah. I feel like you could interject that into any of our stories. What's up, Rye? Yeah. So, so then you were still there at IUP um, for quite some, for what, like another year or two? I think you had like yeah, one more year after probably that. Another, yeah, I guess you left and then we did another year. And then I got out of there. I got yeah. I was done my bid. So that's one of the things that I remember is one of the first like um, nucleus falling outs um, that we had as a musical kind of uh, force was that show that they offered us at the 10 that I couldn't make. Ah. <laughs> uh. And you wouldn't come out. I, I couldn't. I, I had to work. <laughs> I know. I know. I was crushed, man. And I was so crushed because it was a printed ticket with our name on it. Sold like, oh, man. We had, we had to give out refunds. That one hurt. That one hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, that, like, I look back, um, that's one of those things where I'm like, I I should have just quit. Like, I should have just quit my job and just gone and done it. Like, there's different moments in my life where I'm like, uh, when I look at, like, the musical thing, career or whatever, and I'm like, oh, if I would have zagged here, if I would have just zagged here, like, I think... That I think that kind of motivation of like, look, it's us on a ticket stub, you know, like could have yeah. been a driving factor. Um, but so then you came home and we started playing again. We started playing like um, I think we started playing at Apple t- uh, Appetites around then. Right. Like, uh, was that? the Yeah, beginning? yeah. I think we um, I remember once we once I got back home, one of the first things I did, because there was at the time at the time <laughs> there was a bunch of places to play bunch of venues in Westchester and I took a I took our CD and I took like a little bit of the Rex live stuff and a little bit of the album that I know you're gonna make me talk about mm-hmm. and yeah I kind of turned it into just like a little demo reel and give it give, give it out everywhere and everybody was like oh no you guys can oh no we, <laughs> yeah, shan't, yeah. we shan't have this in our restaurant absolutely yeah. not yeah, yeah. that happened no a lot from everybody that happened a lot back then. Um, but uh, I, I can't believe I skipped this. Um, without a doubt, I think one of the best performances we ever put on um, as an actual full band uh, was when I came back up that last year you were there and we played the Boom Boom Room. Do you remember that? The the Boom Boom Room show with uh, Protoculture and... Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was that show cost me a girl. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was supposed to go and see. Shout out to Beth. I was supposed to go and see Beth. That's right. She was, up, she was up for that weekend. Like she was up seeing her parents for that weekend. I was supposed to go see her, and I was like, the music, babe. Yeah, the music. <laughs> uh, well see that, that i mean but, but that show was like i think the first time i felt like we were actually appreciated like i don't yeah. know if you feel the same like like it, yeah. it, you know we would always play shows and we would always have like a good response it's not like anybody would you know uh, fucking boo us or anything like that like people were always like oh yeah the funny guys but like i think yeah. I think musically, like we fucking slammed people in the face that night. And I, I remember yeah. like we had a very limited um, set time because we were like in the middle of the show. And I remember they were like, oh, you guys got to be done. And I remember we turned um, to the crowd and we were like, sorry, we got to be done. They said so, unless I don't know, you guys want to say something. And I just remember the room. Exploding. <laughs> and they and we and we essentially forced their hand and they had to let us play more music. It was an yeah. eruption. I, I remember that. I remember that. Night. It was great. That was, that was really good. great. I also remember um, almost getting kicked out of Church Street rehearsing in the living room uh-huh. with everybody set up in the <laughs> living room, thumping and crushing and shaking walls. Uh huh. Scott had his like, drums right in, in the living room <laughs> set up. Yeah. Set up in the living room. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was crazy. Oh. So, you know, you had touched upon um, uh, uh, a little bit uh, previously, but it is the 15th anniversary of the hip hop EP that we recorded, Our Dixie Wrecked, um, which, um, I, I, look, uh, it's 2020. I'm not going to pretend like this is um, 
something that we're going to share with you guys. <laughs> but <laughs> there are things on there um, that I think are some of the best musical things I've ever been a part of. Um, and uh, I, like, just what kind of stuff do you remember? Like, how did that come about? Do you remember? No. Like, no, I do not. Rem I remember you tracking, um, you were tracking like, uh, um, I think get me some. So or, no, it was it was uh, it was booty shake. Booty shake, yeah. We had that's that's I was I've been trying to piece this together. We had done a, rec a recording of booty shake because I had pirated a copy of Adobe Audition and was yeah. all about like I was like I have all these tracks. We can record everything by ourselves. Um, I remember so we did booty shake and then like right around that same time I was working with this program called like hip hop EJ volume five or something like that. And then that's when I put the beat together for two K four, um, which was our politi our anti-Bush politics song, which in retrospect is fucking funny that we were like, we got this, we're going to record. <laughs> this is our political track. Um, but I remember we tracked two K four, um, and it actually got some spin too. Like I remember getting emails from people um, early day, what now we would call a podcast, but then was like internet radio. I remember like getting emails from people like, uh, do you mind if we play 2K4 on our internet radio show? And I'm like, fucking do it, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like, it was like, oh, we should do a hip hop album. Like, so it kind of brings me to like that. That was like kind of, what we were listening. I mean, that was all we were listening to. And even when we yeah. played acoustic, our stuff had a hip hop tinge to it and kind of had that feel. What do you remember? Like now this is going to go kind of sidetrack back to history. What do you remember about like, what was the first hip hop you had heard? So like you, you know, it's, you, you were talking about uh, growing up, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of classic soul, classic R and B, a lot of um, uh, uh, church songs and stuff like that. Where does hip hop come in, in this story? Uh, strangely enough, hip hop comes in with Michael Jackson. Um, Dangerous was on sale at Sam Goody. It had just dropped. And, you know, when back in those days when, you know, you had an album and the record company would buy, like, we'd have these big displays where all these albums were on sale, you know, and all the copies would fly off the shelves and everything. But then after, like, that first initial wave, people weren't out there competent at that same frequency. So it was on sale. And I convinced my dad to get by Dangerous for me on uh see it was actually one of my first CDs and he bought Dangerous and then in you know in the middle of Dangerous there's that there's a crazy rap on jam and uh -huh. it's like oh well this hip hop stuff's fun. What the hell is everybody what the hell is everybody so worried about? It's great. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it kind of that that's kinda where my hip hop lesson started. Sixteen bars on Michael Jackson's record. That's you awesome. Know? That was uh that was heavy D, right? Like uh <laughs> Yeah. Heavy D lays that. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's fascinating. Like, uh, so, so like that plants the seed. Um, funny for me, um, almost as ridiculous. Like, uh, um, 
my first experience with hip hop was um, we, our car was in the shop and we got a rental car. And uh, when we got in the car and turned it on, the first thing I heard, somebody, I guess, who had ever had the tape or the, the car before or whoever was servicing the car had left a um, cassette in the, in the cassette player. And we started the car and I, I remember being a little kid and um, all of a sudden I heard, now Peter Piper picks peppers for Run Rap Run, Humpty Dumpty fell down. Oh. And, and it fucking blew me away. Like, I was like, what <laughs> is this? As soon as Jake's comes scratching in, I was like, oh my God. Like, it was like a sonic explosion. It fucked me up. Like, it really fucked me up. And I was like, what is this? This is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. So like, I got that tape. And I like I wore that thing out, and that was like the yeah. birth of. So like that's that's kind of where like, I, it, it's just funny that like so like you're coming in on Heavy D, I'm coming in on Run DMC. Like I'm just in my head, kind of thinking about like our styles and the things we like, and it makes sense like why we like what we like and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. based based yeah. off of that. So um, at that point, we're we're. Um, we're like, oh, we're just going to record a hip-hop EP. Like, what kind of process were you looking at as you sat down to write that? Was that like, had you written, like, kind of hip-hop bars before that, or? I've written, I've written bars, but, like, I had never thought to myself, and now I shall rap. Yeah, You know, sure. it was just kind of like, you know, I'm writing something, maybe it rhymes, maybe it doesn't, maybe this will be a good spoken word thing. Maybe this I can use here or whatever. But when we actually sat down and it's, you asked me to do, you know, a verse on 2K and I was like, oh, I, I guess I got to write bars. And it, it, at first it's, it, it's, it's difficult. It's daunting to try to, you know, compete with the wordplay of, you know, Cat Nish himself. Uh, like, <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't come with some weak sauce, <laughs> you know, so I, I had to like, really think about what I was trying to get down and convey and just, you know, make sure that I stuck with the beat and wrote the beat better than you. Yeah. Well, you did. And that's like what, in the, um, in, the, in the sense of competition, if you will. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because like, I remember like, so we get together, um, just a little background on the process. Usually what would happen is we would come up with like a song idea. We would send each other a track um, and then we would write our own verses and then like we would meet to record. And that would be like the first time we would hear what each other's doing. And I remember like the first time uh, I heard like your verse on 2K4, I was like, oh, fuck, he's good. Like I was like, like it was like, <laughs> because I was like, I was like, oh, like I'm trying to do like funny shit. Like, you know, like, 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 because I had to, I had to lay on the funny shit because like, I don't have a, like, you know, I, I bring it up in that one song. I got a voice like a nerd, you know, like I just, I, my shit is just, it sounds like this and there's nothing I can do. If I try to put a voice on, it sounds even more ridiculous. So like, I just had to lean into like what I want, but then like you come in and like, just your, your control and your flow like knocked me out like i was just like fuck man fuck but then i was like oh shit no this will work because like people will respect him as an mc and then i'll come through and be like i got you with these jokes you know like it was like <laughs> but then but then you also started being funny and then that really pissed me off <laughs> <laughs> so we record 2k4 then um we did the freshness and like i think 
somewhere around the freshness is when it became like, oh, we're doing it. We're really doing this. Um, we shot that dumb video as we were recording. Um, and like, that was another one where like, there's, there's, there's lines you had in that song where I was like, oh my God, he's getting better. Like, and then like, I was like, oh, I can't just write dumb shit now. Like he's legitimately getting better. Um, and then you started sending me beats and I was like, fuck, his beats are better. Like it was, <laughs> no, 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 there's no, 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 there's no question. There's no question the beat masters in this, in this chemistry project, bro. I don't know, oh, man. Oh my gosh. I remember the I remember sitting down with FL studio, like, uh, one, <laughs> Wait, what comes after one? Oh yes. Two, two. That's what, that's the one that comes after. Well, I, I remember getting, um, Intro zero, <laughs> the intro. <laughs> and I remember like it started with like, uh, uh, it started with that MFSB beat. And I was like, and that was like it, like, cause I was like, cause that's the kind of like that kind of old soul sample chopped. Like I was like, shit. Yeah. I was like, he got it. He nailed it. And I was uh, again, like, just like, no. And uh, we recorded that. Um, we recorded jackets and I remember I came like last minute with, um, um, give up yet because like at that yeah. time, like I, I remember we just kept like, we were struggling to get gigs and stuff like that. And I was like, just kind of burnt out with it. I was like, ah, man, we're not going to do anything. Nothing's ever going to come of this. And then like, I think we like played like a show at Kildare's or something like that. And I was like, no, fuck this. We are doing this. We are good. And then, uh, so I, I remember I like, I'm like, yo, Randy, I wrote this song and it's about how like, I'm not ready to give up. And it's like, just, you know, I, I want like real shit from you. And then you wrote easily like the best verse, um, I had ever like experienced on anything I had been on. Like, the 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 uh stuff about like your father presiding over your funeral and stuff like that like i was just like holy shit and then i remember so like you laid down your verse i can't remember if it was before you laid down your verse or after that then you heard the chorus where i'm like i'm not ready to get my it was like <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> like, I won model swinging from my dick. And like, it was like, and you were like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I really thought that like we were on the same page that when I meant serious, I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was after. Yeah. 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 But I got the beat. Yeah. But yeah, 15 years that, um, that has been around and, uh, you know, uh, it still stands you know, like I said, there's stuff on there that's just purely a sign of the time and there's no excuse for it and who cares. But like, it was an amazing experience to me. And I am, I'm kind of shocked that that's all we did. Um, because like that, there was stuff on there. And then I remember that was some other thing that started getting early internet hits. Like that was my first YouTube upload, I think was the freshness video. Freshness, um, yeah. Yeah. And um and we started seeing things from that. Like um I remember uh shortly after that is we played that open mic night at Killed Airs and won the gig at Killed Airs to be able to um play our own show. Um we had the first annual only uh Jay Franklin Freedom <laughs> concert in there. Like uh, on the Franklin Freedom Festival, baby. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> so like, but that was like, and then like we would just continue to play like these little acoustic shows, and then uh, that was it. That was that was the the ballad of Nate and Randy. That was the story. But then you move on and you join Lost in Paris, and then this becomes like a phenomenal thing. Like, so that's got to be sixteen years now, something like that. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, this time is, flies. This was my sixteenth summer, which is crazy. So how did crazy. that come? How did that come about? Like, how did you meet up with um with that company to be able to get in that? Or like, were they were they kind of you know, I was, uh, I was, uh, shout out to Blockbuster Video, uh, you know, shout out to the block, rest in <laughs> I peace. I forgot you worked uh, at Blockbuster, I should have worn my Blockbuster <laughs> I was working at the block, I was managing, you know, Blockbuster around my hometown or whatever, and, you know, I would, I would work during the day, hang out at night, at, do, do an open mic at a bar called uh, 15 North, and one of the house drummers there was like, hey man, um, um, pretty much starting a new band. We're looking for a little more talent in it. You want to come out and sing a couple songs for a night? And I brought out my guitar uh, to to one of their shows there. I think it was a Thursday or Friday night. And he was like, yo, do you know Raspberry Beret? Do you know, uh, I think uh, maybe Billy Jean or something like that. And I got up and sang the songs with him. And he was like, cool. Next show is on Sunday night in Philly. Uh, be there <laughs> around eight. Make sure. You know what I mean? And he picked me up yeah. and I've been gigging with, I've been gigging ever since, man. So around that time when you started, there was another singer, wasn't there? There was a, uh, like a, yeah, a female yeah. vocalist. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. We had a guy named uh, Burns. Burns Weaver was doing it, yeah. Okay, okay. One of, so, one of the most fun front guys you'll ever meet, man. Burns was amazing. Learned a so, lot from that guy. So how long was was that kind of shared stage with him? How long did that last? I, 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 my memory is gone. So it was like, uh, I'm going to say like five, six months. I think I was in the band with Burns and I was basically just playing rhythm guitar, chilling in the back and, uh, you know, doing a little couple, couple, five, six songs a night. And it was the best that like, I wish I could go back to that. I'm those sure. Are the best, those were the best days, you know, when I could talk in the morning and I wasn't hoarse every day and, you know, but I, Burns left the band in March. He, you know, wanted to settle down, do the family thing. And we got this other singer, uh, a young lady by the name of, uh, I probably shouldn't say her name. Uh, she doesn't need any radio play right now, but uh, she was a nightmare. And uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, why are we not saying her name? Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah. She was an absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it. What? Janine. Um, yeah. You Your, quit, name's you quit, Janine. Janine, right? Your name's Janine. Your name's Janine. It's Janine. Janine, Janine. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, Janine, Janine came in. You know, she was touted with all this fanfare. She was supposed to be this lovely, beautiful, amazing voice, great personality. And she was going to take the band to the next level. And she comes in and she's a pill popping nightmare. Yeah. And you know, she's allegedly. Yeah. Alleged. Yeah. Alleged. Oh, let's, uh, no, 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 not alleged. No, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Allegedly. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to help you. You know, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, so, so like, I, I remember like it, like it seemingly happened fast that it was like, okay, now you're the fucking guy. Like, um, yeah, yeah, like, I'd say so. And, and it was like, like, it really felt like over, like, overnight. Like, I remember, I feel like I even like came to a show one time and was like, what happened to the chick? 
And you were like, oh yeah, she gone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just you? Oh, that's fucking crazy. I, I wish I would have known. But, uh, but yeah, so like, I don't know if you can hear my dogs fighting upstairs. Of course. Uh, but uh, f- fantastic. This is a great podcast. Uh, so, you know, so you start doing that. Like, um, I know it's primarily um, a, a cover act, but you guys did write and produce some songs. Like, tell me a little bit about how that came about. Like, was that like kind of something you had to push for? Or was that something like they came to you like, hey, let's get some some shit together or... When we got we got a uh, we got an influx of, of some new talent after after a couple years together and uh, you know shout out to Josh Allen the homie and Josh came in and you know Josh is he's an amazing songwriter producer and as well as a player and singer and he just had a vast catalog of songs from songs that were fully finished to ideas he had written down to demo type stuff to instrumentals that he hadn't put vocals on yet. And he like showed it to us all. And it was like, well, let's work on some of this stuff. Let's, you know, let's get together. Let's sign some stuff out. So there was one song that he basically had done and I like sang on it. And then there was another track that I wrote, you know, lyrics and, and melody to, and we tracked that. And I think it went, pretty well but i think the process also showed how difficult it can be for five guys to sit in the room together and try to create and craft without stepping on each other's toes or arguing or getting passive aggressive as musicians do but i'll, I'll always tout on the, on the process that we had and, and the music that we created i think i think we did some good stuff it was good stuff like so i i remember like the, like you guys were actually like shopping that like what kind of were you guys getting kind of hits on it were you getting any kind of like what what was the nature of like how that how that went like um i think that i think that a lot of people were were interested in in the couple of the records and i think that they there was interest there, but I also don't know who was talking to those interested parties at the time. Sure. So sure. a lot of the, a lot of those conversations were happening that had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And you know, I don't know what happened with them. Yeah. So like. To say the least. <laughs> so you guys, you know, you keep grinding, you keep playing. I remember, like, again, like. And and maybe it's just because of um, my lack of able to ability to uh, pay attention to anything. But like then, seemingly you guys were like straight up and down the East Coast. Like you were everywhere. You were like, oh, I'm flying to uh, the Daytona to go play down there. I'm up in Vermont this week. Oh, I'm in Boston. Like, what do you? Can you pinpoint kind of what happened that kind of? tip that to the next level from, you know, you were on this, the, the kind of local circuit and then all of a sudden you were like fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we hooked up with the, with the right agency that, that saw potential and saw new markets that could be opened up and uh, like a lot of different spots around the East coast, which is interested in, in like bands from, not necessarily their area. And that kind of worked out for us. Like we built a, a huge following in Boston, shout out to Boston. And we had a, a great spot down in Florida, you know, Virginia, uh, 
that that whole Delaware area, a lot of beach towns. It it just it really it really clicked with those people, and you know, it we we got to go see the people, man. So yeah, we we hit the road. You know, it's a never ending tour, bro. It's awesome. Well, because of it being a never ending tour, um, you fucked your throat up, right? Like uh, you had to have <laughs> yeah. you had to have surgery. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, um, it was getting to the point where people could notice that I was, you know, it was, it was hurting. It was pretty bad. And uh, I was looking at our schedule and we had a whole bunch of weddings to play that year. This was about March that I got tested and the doctor told me that I'm going to need surgery to fix my throat. So what we basically did is we kept going anyway and we knocked out all those, you know, those weddings and stuff. And then probably that next week I went under the knife and uh, thankfully everything went well and no problem since. So do, so is that just now is, is that, do you think, or do you even know, is that just years of use or is that like something specifically you were doing that you now hopefully avoid doing, or is that just like, <laughs> you know, lack of warm-ups, I mean, like? I think, it. I think you know, playing in bars, yelling around people probably obviously isn't the best way to perform. But as far as technique goes, you know, I know I sing properly because that's how I was taught and that's what I know. Now, there's obviously there's times when I'll yell or scream or something and I'll tell everybody to get their hands up and yeah. probably raise the decibel a little too high, but, you know, when I'm when I'm using the pipes, I'm using them well. It's just you know when you're playing 200 shows a year, it's probably a little much. Yeah, sure. And well, uh, oh, go ahead. You know, I'd love to tell you that now that you know, I'd love to tell you that now that I'm getting a little older and I'm going to tone it down. And I'll you know I'll say that now, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know you you're a guy. Give me a call. You want to book it? You want to book a hit? Let me know. You're a goddamn liar. I know it. So like. <laughs> What was that recovery like, though? Like, was there, did you have concern that it was gone? Or were you pretty confident that, like, you knew you'd be able to kind of get back to work? I knew that the, that the guy that did the surgery, shout out to Dr. Johnson, um, I knew that he had done good work with other people that I knew and trusted and, and, and uh, really relied on their, their opinion and their expertise. And the vocal coach I was put with, pre and post surgery, you know, after my first time in my first session, just going through some warm ups and stuff, she's like, Oh, you'll be fine. Oh, so that really that really alleviated me from, you know, what I was kind of worried about. And I can't say that my voice is the same post surgery, but there's nothing I can't do. So sure. So uh, you know, what what is that kind of so like what is lost in Paris now during what is easily the most fucking insane thing I've ever experienced in my life? Um, what is it like being in this band during the pandemic? <laughs> it's, it's so wild, man. You know, I, it's, it's hard to describe to people what, what type of, schedule I'd have right now if there wasn't a pandemic and then everything slows down, you know, take out the fact that, you know, I'm not earning money right now and, you know, leave that there. I, I just miss getting together with my friends and making music, man. So <laughs> like my, yeah. my, my heart weighs heavy. Like I just miss jamming out with my friends. But uh, the, the first thing was, you know, 
after like six to eight weeks and the state got after phase one and people could, you know, not congregate, but we were permitted to rehearse again. That's when stuff kind of, it's just like, okay, now let's all just breathe and we can get together and we can jam and we can find out where everybody's at and we can begin to, you know, tight, tighten the screws again and, and get back to doing what we love. And yeah. the wild thing is that we had, we have a new member who came in beginning of February and then, you know, six weeks in, we got to shut everything down. So he's learning our catalog. He's learning us. We're getting to know each other and, now we can't see each other for yeah. eight, nine, ten weeks. So difficult to say the least, but you know, we did it. That's wild. That's wild. You guys put on an amazing stream. Um, speaking of, how can people find that stream? Because like I, that performance was fucking amazing. Like, I, you, to tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell these. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'd say the best quality, the best quality stream you're gonna find on it is Forward Theory Studios. On, on YouTube, that's 4K, it's up, it sounds great, it was amazing job, shout out to Joe Werner, Forward Theory Studios on YouTube, and you can, you can also find it on our Facebook page at Lost in Paris, and we'll probably put some clips up there too, but uh, you know, we just thought, you know, it'd been too long since, since our people had gotten to see our pretty faces, and we wanted to give ourselves an excuse to rock out and get together. So, you know, we got the full production, we got the full team, we did a full show. It, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, you know, are you still, are you still writing? Like, are you still writing, recording anything? Like, what are you working on uh, now that you have all of this extra time? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been really wild, man. I was, um, I was trying to teach myself how to use Ableton Live. Because I don't know if you remember back uh, 20 minutes ago when you mentioned Adobe Audition, and I was still I was still doing most of my recording on that. That's amazing. Probably like <laughs> it still works, man. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so, you know, I've been trying to work on that and just and just get like figure out how to get my levels right and stuff. And I'm in a one bedroom apartment where I can't really make noise. So, as nerdy as this sounds, I've been like putting together instrumental tracks. Okay. I wouldn't, I'm not going to call it jazz. I'm not going to say it's good. I've just been kind of jamming with myself and recording it and seeing how, if, seeing if I'm getting better, seeing if I can apply different techniques, trying to figure out how to make decent drum loops Yeah. as I can drum. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> putting like crafting stuff like that together it's 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 been a fun process it's it's a slow learning curve for me but i've been doing a lot of that that's awesome that's awesome i'd love to hear some of that so um where are you guys uh where are you guys at like right now like you are playing shows out right we are uh currently we are only playing at valley speech bar down in atlantic city outside Everybody's socially distanced and masked and safe. Well, that's good. You know, yeah, safe as you can be in these trying times. But we're out there every Sunday afternoon in August uh, from two to six, hanging out, jamming with my boy uh, DJ Aiden Scott. Shout out to Aiden Scott. Um, yeah, man, we've been uh, we've been gigging sporadically, but you know, it was, it's just been nice to get back to holding the instrument and being in front of a crowd. 
helping people have a good time in the midst of all this. It's it's been cathartic for me for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Back on stage, and I'm sure cathartic for the people in the audience because if there is anyone that that I've ever seen or that I know that I know um, can make people feel good and uh, make them forget the shitty uh, nature of society uh, at its current state, uh, it is you. Um, you know, I, uh, uh, I fucking adore you, dude. You're like, uh, you're, you're like, uh, I adore you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I think you, I think you, no, you are easily, uh, 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 my brother in arms. And, uh, I do thank you for doing this entire interview. But before we go, I have to hit you with, um, uh, two segments that are going to become a recurring theme. You get to be the very first person in the hot seat for the top 10, all right? So now, as you know, know, this whole um, experience that I've been putting on um, for the past, uh, uh, we'll say six months, even though I've really been working on this project for three years. I'm just, you know, like you stated earlier, a enormous procrastinator. Uh, this is, um, uh, we know this as, yo, that's my John. Um, John, um, you of course know is Philly slang for anything. Um, so when I say, if I say John in here, um, I'm, it, I'm not limiting it to music. Um, it can be anything you want it to be. Um, anything so you know i don't want you to think too hard about some of these um but so ladies and gentlemen our very first top 10 here we go randy are you ready no (laughs) (laughs) number one what was your first john what was the first thing you can remember as a kid that you became like methodically obsessed with transforms Transformers. I love it. I love it. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Right now, as of August, whatever date it is, what is your current, John? (laughs) Still Transforms. (laughs) The Netflix? Are you watching the the uh, the Transformers Netflix series? Is that... uh... Bro, that joint joint was crazy, bro. I was like, yo, that ass, that joint was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Blew me away, man. Uh, top 10, number three. Uh, what was your first concert? Oh, man. Oh. Someone had just asked me this, and the answer was embarrassing, but I can't remember what the embarrassing, silly concert we went to was. I think it was either New Edition, Cootie and the Blowfish, <laughs> Or Aerosmith. Okay. It wasn't Aerosmith. It was Hootie or it was um it was it was Hootie. It's Hootie. It's Hootie. It's Hootie. It's Hootie. Okay. It's Hootie. Yeah. Okay. That's a hey, that's respectful. Yeah. That's respectful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the pitch in your voice is saying it's not as respectful as you Look, my my first concert was David Bowie. I understand. Some people have good ones and others don't. Uh, Number four. (laughs) Number four on the top ten. What was the last concert you went to? Which literally might be the last concert ever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for bringing that up, man. Yeah. Just made me want to cry, bro. Ah, what did we go see last year? Oh, I saw uh, Jay and Beck. Oh, on okay. the run tour. 
Yeah, so, yeah. That's a fucking great way to go out. That is yeah, a great yeah. way to go out. Incredible, incredible. Number five, what is your favorite concert you were ever at? Probably, I'm going to say Jay-Z and uh, Kanye. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. show was yeah that that was a little mind altering man that that was something else yeah I can see that that that's that's tight that's as no you know what you know what I'm not even gonna go there I gotta go to another level dude uh um Glover oh yeah Gambino, Gambino? yeah 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 okay yeah okay Gambino had to, he had some visual things going on that just it was something else man that's what's up that that's, another level dude. that is what's up number six. Who have who is one person that you never got to see live that you would love to have seen? And now this MJ. could be M okay. MJ. MJ. Yeah, I, didn't, MJ. I didn't even have MJ. to preconceive that. I, I had a I had a feeling MJ. that was going to be the answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, number seven. Name an unappreciated John. This is this is going to be a lot. Okay. okay. But do you remember? All right. Probably. When Pharrell put down in my mind and then and then uh Quest and them got together and they added the live they added the live performances to it and they called it Pharrell Williams and the Yes Sirs and it was out of my mind and never released the album and you can't find a good version of the album with lossless quality sound. That is the most unappreciated uh, collection of music of all time. It's probably one of my favorite albums of all time, and it never was released. I swear to God, I'm blown away. Last week, I literally spent three hours trying to find a very clean copy <laughs> of that. That is so <laughs> fucking weird. That is so weird. But it makes sense. I mean, you know, we're, uh, we're, our, our uh, menstrual cycles are in tune. Number eight yeah. in the top ten, uh, what's your favorite album? I mean, do they? Do we even count these anymore? Are these still things? They're still things. They're still yeah. things. All right, all right. Uh, I'm gonna say that like that second fly or die. Okay. Yeah, I dig that. I can get with that. Um, number nine on the top ten. Name an artist whose output you will consume anything they release, and even make excuses for them when it's not good. <laughs> uh up until nine months ago <laughs> i probably would have said kanye West. yeah yeah that i i literally almost named this the kanye question except for yeah. it's just it's, right like right up against you know i'll rep for black skinhead for no reason i'll i'll give you all of that you know yeah uh, i'll give you bound two. i love me some bound two, but like i can't i can't after these last nine months i can't i can't rep Randy Major. Randy Major, prepare yourself for a Nate Runkle hot take. Yeezus is the third best Kanye album ever released. So, <laughs> yo, that's Fuego, bro. That's not a, that's uh, not a hot take. Man. That's the hottest. That's the hottest of takes. Yikes. I told Yikes. you. Told okay. you. I told you. <laughs> Unpopular music opinions are like should have been the name of this podcast. All right. Yeah. And the number ten of the top 10, the final one of this segment. What is your favorite John of all time? 
Yo. I mean, I'm going to say, do you remember, um, do you remember driving IUP and jamming out to Outcast, Stankonia? Not Stankonia, but The Love Below and uh -huh. Tinkerbox, man. And thinking about what the A&Rs would be saying to each other as they yes. listen to this album. It's like the follow-up to the big pop hits and all the stuff they had. And then he's singing about robots <laughs> and Dracula's wedding. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> like, that, the experience of listening to that album, knowing that nobody wanted it and it worked anyway, that's my John. Yes. That's my John. That is a perfect favorite, John. That is perfect. I love it. All right. So final segment, just to wrap things up. These are called the one hit wonders. You don't have to think hard about them. There's only two, three, four, five, six of these six one hit wonders off the dome. Are you ready? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Here we go. You ready? Beatles or the Stones? Stones. Good answer. Uh, favorite Beatle? <laughs> I'm judge. I, I, I judge. Yeah, I'm judging I'm you. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm mm, kidding. Uh, wrong answer. Wrong uh, answer. Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Oh, the jam, baby. The jam. Correct answer. Biggie better or two? Tune, better talent. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Big? Oh, my gosh. Like, Correct don't answer. Even take that question out. You have five questions now. <laughs> Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth? Uh, Roth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this one's going to be hard. All right. Uh, I'm just going to warn you. This is, this is your final question of the One Head Wonders. Prince or Michael? Son of a bitch. If you'd asked me before HBO killed my life, But I'm, I, I got to go with Prince. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I do. I, I know. I know. I know time. HBO ruined my life. I know time. I know. I hate them. I, I hate know. those three letters. I don't use them anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, Randy, uh, again, I cannot thank you enough for being uh, not just my guest, not just my bandmate, uh, not just my friend but uh, one of the most important people who has ever existed in my life. I thank you very much uh, for joining us. Please tell these people where they can find uh, yourself and Lost in Paris on the interwebs. Uh, you can find Lost in Paris at LIP Band on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat. We don't mess with TikTok. I'm grown. Uh, you can find me at the Randy Camp on Instagram, Facebook, all your what have you, lostinparisband.com. And Nisper Uncle, I cannot let you go without reminding you of how many artists we had debut at some of our open mics at some of the Kildares around the area from Masha Roth to uh, other artists, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know, Sharon we Little. special, bro. We were Sharon special. Little as well. Yes. We were special. And um, uh, 
I really think we, I mean, there's so much we didn't talk about. Uh, maybe we'll have to do a second part of this some other time where we just uh, literally talk about all of the ridiculous near hits. And uh, What was the McDonald guy? Uh, not Mike McDonald, uh, Mike McDermott. He was at McDermott. Uh, yeah, McDermott. Mike McDermott was at ours. Uh, when we, because yeah, we didn't even touch upon. We hosted an open mic night in Philly that actually got quality musicians out and stuff like that. We were a thing, Randy. We were a yeah, thing. Man. We did something, you know. And at, things, and at no point did that. I appreciate any of it as it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> when it was happening, all I wanted was something else, Randy. Yeah, it yes. wasn't enough. Well. It's the nature of you, brother. That's why I love you, man. It is the nature. You've been an inspiration since day one. Since you were sit around, you would bring a guitar out at the Beast House and at ten twenty-five late night, and you would have the whole room captivated with your tunes. And I'm like, yo, that's my guy right there. That's my John. <laughs> ah, that was the Genesis, man. Look at you staying on brand. I love it. I do appreciate it. Dude, thank you again so much for all of this and uh, for everything forever. And um, we should um, we should play again sometime when, um, you know, people are allowed to coexist in the same place or something. Yeah, great. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, that is uh, this interview. And then I'm 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 probably just going to do a closer afterwards. So we don't have to uh, we don't have to do anything else. Anything else you want to tell these dumb people that are listening to us talk uh, for all this time? Make sure you keep checking out. Yo, that's my John. Give him a subscribe. Give him a follow. Oh yeah. Get get on it. Get on him. Oh yeah, all that. All get that. On it. All right, Randy, thank you so much. <laughs> Love you, bro. Love you too. How great was that? My buddy Randy. Thanks to Randy Major for joining us today on our inaugural episode of the Yo That's My John podcast. You can find more information about his band Lost in Paris at LIP Band on Instagram and Twitter. Check them out on Facebook. And check out their website at www.lipband.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash yo, that's my John, for updates, live streams, all that good stuff. And make sure to look us up on YouTube. Like and subscribe the heck out of that ish. We want to hear from you. We want to see your comments. And if things go well, we will be providing the video to the interview that we just did with Randy up on our YouTube channel. But that's all we got for today, folks. Thanks for joining us if you made it this far. I love you. I love you. We'll see you next time, everybody. Good night. Yo, That's My John is a Lonely Monk production, written and produced by yours truly, Nate Runkle. Special thanks goes out to Fox Run Brands, Natalie Runkle Tompkins, and, of course, the very lovely Kitty Dogney. If you or anyone you know has any ideas they would like to share or any guests they would like to see on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at yo, that's my John at gmail.com. But until next time, be sure to displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure and shout to the world, yo, that's my John. <laughs>